0: Hey, guys. It's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I remind you folks, uh, although Leon Tailoring is great for the tailor and ready made make clothing they also have a good career services division for your young person because before you know it, they'll be out heading off for interviews, for jobs, or for internships this summer, and you want to make sure your young person looks their best. You've guys invested a lot of time and energy and money in that college education. Now it's time for it to start paying off, and Leon Tailoring can help you do it. They'll make sure your young person is dressed right for the right job so they can make that right first impression. You know I'm important that is. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. Check out their career services division. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, we are continuing our non-political conversation, uh, this, this section of the program, as so they'll join us in studio, a uh, longtime friend, known this guy forever. Now I get to actually interview him, interview him. It's Jake Oakman. Uh, Jake is the exec director, the new exec director of White River State Park, just right down the street from here at the radio station. So, Jake, my friend, how's it been going? It's been going good. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. It's interesting to be on this side of the microphone. <laughs> That's supposed to tell me no comment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how's things at White River State Park these days?
1: Really good. This is, uh, we're in the heat of this, no pun intended, but right in the middle of the summer event season. Um, we have 53 concerts scheduled at the new TCU Amphitheater, which more than doubles what we usually had at the temporary structure. New exhibits at the zoo, at the State Museum, at the Jorg. We have a special uh, movie series coming up that I think we'll talk about a little bit at the IMAX, the state's largest movie screen. So, a lot of activity. Always something new happening at the park. Now, what exactly... Do you over? Does the White River State Park oversee? So it, it's 250 acres, and White River State Park includes uh, the zoo, the NCAA headquarters, and Hall of Champions, Victory Field, home of the Indianapolis Indians, um, the Idle Jorg, the State Museum, Military Park. Uh, and some of the green spaces and trails sort of in between all of those attractions. So, its I think it's a lot larger than a lot of people, um, and TCU Amphitheater, of course. So, I think it's a lot larger than uh, than a lot of people realize, and there's a lot of different experiences you could have when you're on the grounds. So, what kind of shows have you guys had so far this year? We've had some really good ones. We had uh, Robert Plant, uh, for, you know, Led Zeppelin lead singer came with Allison Krauss. That was a sellout. Uh, Whiskey Myers. We hosted the Legends Day before the Indianapolis 500 this year. It was the first year they had done it um, outside of the track. So we had it at the TCU Amphitheater. Uh, Dirk Bentley performed there. So it's been a really eclectic lineup. We've had hip hop, country. Rock and roll, um, pretty much anything in between. There was a cheer. I guess there's a Netflix show called about cheerleading. Um, not necessarily my thing, but uh, it was a good crowd, and and the performers from that show came uh, a couple weeks ago. So we've had a little bit of everything out there. So uh, how do you how do you guys get your acts to show up? So we partnered with Live Nation, and Live Nation. Uh, is in charge of booking out the the concert venue. We work with them on on certain things, but they they're predominantly in charge of uh, lining up the acts, and they've done a really good job this season. So what's up? Uh, well, so what's coming up
0: next, or not next season, but uh, the for the rest of the summer.
1: The ones I'm looking for, Buddy Guy. If you're into into blues guitar, uh, Buddy Guy's coming out in the end of July. We have Jack White. Um, Coming out, Zach Bryan uh, will be out at the park. Nora Jones. So, I mean, there's there's going to be a lot. You could always go to WhiteRiverStatePark.org to uh, to see the most recent concert lineup.
0: And it's funny, Mitch. Nora Jones. I was on Facebook earlier today and I saw like, oh, Nora Jones is coming to Indianapolis. Yes. interesting. At the TCU Amphitheater, <laughs> a
1: beautiful White River
0: State Park. <laughs> if you want to go, let me know. I know a guy, and maybe we can uh... get, get a get a ticket or two. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like I said, it's interesting. Uh, because normally when you think of white river state park you don't think of the, the diverse number of acts that you guys mm-hmm. you guys bring
1: yeah i think a lot of people um You know, when they think, the first thing they think of, I think, when they hear of White River State Park is the concert venue. And obviously, that's a big draw for us. That's probably, and that's one of the things that we directly oversee, the Development Commission directly oversees. But it is a a collection of world class attractions, like I said earlier the zoo, the Idle Jorg, the State Museum, Victory Field, um, the NCAA Hall of Champions. And then just, you know, there's open green spaces, bike trails, running trails, which. You could probably tell you can't see on radio, but I, <laughs> I don't have the body of a runner. Um but yeah, there's there
0: it's I think it's a lot more expansive than than many folks realize. Our guest on the program today is Jake Olkerman. Jake is the head of the White River State Park. Uh, sort of sort of the the I, I want to say conservatory, but that's not necessarily really the right word to to use because it's not really a conservatory. it's a collection of stuff. It's
1: I like it's basically Indianapolis's backyard. If you live in downtown Indianapolis and you don't have a lot of green space of your own, it's probably the closest large public green space that uh, the public can access.
0: Now, do you guys manage the zoo, the Idlewild, the NCAA, or are you guys just more like the landlord-tenant?
1: That's basically the We're basically the landlord, and there are tenants. Each of those attractions has their own management in place, their own budgets, their own strategies, and things like that. So, we're basically the landlord for those. Now, the IMAX Theater, the TCU Amphitheater, Military Park, Celebration Plaza, all those outdoor green spaces, those are directly under our management and purview.
0: So here's my question about White Whiteboard State Park, but about the IMAX. How do you guys get your movies in there, or 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 does or is it like on a rotation? It depends. I mean, so
1: we do we do special film series. Like we're doing the James Bond film series starting later this month. That was something that we put together. Then our theater manager uh, worked with the movie studios to get the rights for those films. And
0: you actually like James Bond too, which I kind of noticed. I'm a big James Bond <laughs> fan.
1: shake not stirred. It. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few before this interview, (laughs) just to calm the nerves. Um, But then for like new releases, I mean, we're, we operate like any traditional movie theater. We have relationships with the studios and uh, we have one screen. It is the state's largest screen, but it's not like a multiplex where you could have, you know, if there's three new releases coming out on a Friday, you have room for all those at ours. We sort of pick the biggest movie that we think is going to be the most popular and, show it and then you know the next week or two weeks uh, down the line we have a new movie coming in.
0: What was the movie with Matthew McConaughey? He was like the astronaut. What uh was that Interstellar? Inter- Interstellar? Yeah. yeah, because I actually saw Interstellar at the IMAX. That was Christopher Nolan too, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's coming out with a new one called Oppenheimer next year that we'll have that he actually shot on IMAX film, so we'll be one of the only movie theaters that can actually show it in the way that show an atomic
0: bomb and <laughs> well, yeah.
1: spoiler alert. Abuel. Come on,
0: but hey, yeah. hey, I saw the movie Wolverine. I know how I know how, I know how, I know how this <laughs> ends.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. We're looking forward to that one, but yeah, that's basically how we uh, how we get those. And then if we want to do a special film series like we're doing with James Bond um, or some other movies later in the fall, you just have to work with the studios and see what the rights are and how you. You know, you have to pay royalties and things like that, obviously.
0: And the reason, and the reason why I bring it up, because uh, one movie I saw the IMAX that wasn't necessarily shot in IMAX, nor did IMAX have anything really to do with it. It was Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the best best funniest movies ever ever made. That's a good one. And I remember telling because I went with a buddy of mine, me, and my brother, and a couple of friends of ours went and. Our Friend, son, who's just a 17 year old white kid from like you know Hancock County. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, You're gonna hear some words in here. <laughs> yeah. so I'm just gonna warn you ahead of time. It's mm-hmm. okay to laugh, you have me and my brother's permission <laughs> to laugh at this. It's oh, it's okay, yeah. No but, it, no, but it was really, it was right after Gene Wilder had passed away. Okay. Is when they is when they did it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. also,
1: so, I came to that one late in life. My first Mel Brooks experience was probably Spaceballs or Robin Hood Men in Tights, and mm-hmm. then. As I got older, I finally saw Blazing Saddles. It's certainly uh, I mean, I don't know if that movie gets made
0: today, but and, and The movie does get made, but it's made on Netflix or Amazon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not made on regular <laughs> no, Oh, God, regular television. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, but like I said, but it's interesting is, uh, just because when you think of, like I said, you no, know, the NCAA, mm-hmm. the IMAX Theater, White River, and you don't think they're all sort of managed and run by the same operation. Yes,
1: and they are, and I think the you know the city forefathers 35, 40 years ago had that vision to to have a public space like that to attract things like the NCAA. I think the zoo was the first attraction that moved down there to that to the White River State Park space. The IMAX theater originally was an independent uh, structure, an independent movie theater, and then the state museum that exists today was sort of built around it, which is kind of fascinating. So it's two it's two separate entities, but under one under one building. So, and I think it is a unique, I mean, I know there's a lot of cities that have urban parks and things like that, but the way we have it set up with the different attractions and green spaces and event spaces and concert venues, I think it's certainly something
0: unique to Indianapolis that uh, we should be proud of. Uh, Our guest on the program today is our good friend Jake Oakman. Jake is the head of the White River State Park. Uh, That's the Idle Door, that's the White River uh, Concert hall that's Indianapolis Indians. It's IMAX. It's the whole. It's a whole part of Indianapolis over by, on the other side of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the Capitol building. So, Jake, we're really happy to have you on the program today. Uh, what else? What else about White River that people just don't know or don't maybe not fully appreciate?
1: I think, uh, I mean, there's a lot to it. I think that the trail system that we have is unique for downtown Indianapolis. Again, I know I've said it before, but our IMAX theater, it is the largest movie screen uh, in the state of Indiana. It's the same area. Actually, it's larger an area than a basketball court. It's, you know, different dimensions, but uh, bigger space than a basketball court. and I think, again, just then, it, it's the entire collection of all those venues. It's not just a concert a concert hall or it's not just you know a, an outdoor event space. It's all those different attractions that you mentioned are all under that White River State Park umbrella. So theoretically, a visitor from out of town... Could stay at the JW or the Courtyard, which is right across the street, and you could go to one or two different attractions a day, and you know make a long weekend out of it, and not ever really leave the footprint of White River State Park.
0: And you can actually watch the Indians game from the second floor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, they, Randy Lewandowski will probably tell you he'd rather you come across the street and buy a ticket, and I'll tell you that too. And maybe even park in the parking garage. But um, but yeah, I mean you could. How are the
0: Indians as next door? How are the, how are
1: the Indians as tenants? They're good. They're good. We like having them. they're uh, I mean, they I, they just changed the minor league schedule, so I'm probably going to get the number wrong. I know it used to be 72 home games a year. I think it's seventy between 75 and 80 home games a year now. And I mean, they've always got some some new promotion going on. Actually, this uh, this weekend, Saturday, today, um, they're playing Jurassic Park. The team's on the road, so they're playing Jurassic Park on the jumbotron. The original 1993 Jurassic Park. Okay, I was about to say
0: as long as not the one with the dinosaur walking through the, through the subdivision and. It Yes.
1: And on the cul-de-sac, that <laughs> <Yeah>. was... <laughs> That was uh yeah, that was the second one. It is I mean, spoiler alert, the dinosaurs they do lose control of the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, the dinosaurs get out and wreak havoc and but it's the original one and I don't
0: understand why anybody just didn't because dinosaurs since dinosaurs are reptiles and reptiles are cold blooded, why don't you just get a fire extinguisher and put the reptiles to sleep? Well, because then that's like a five minute movie <laughs>
1: instead of a ninety minute
0: billion dollar movie. It's like the movie uh oh gosh, I can't remember what it was. It was a movie with like the, the maze runner. It's like, why does somebody just cut down a tree, build a ladder, and like look and climb to the top Top of the maze, like okay, let's go that way. You, you got to turn your brain. <laughs> <up every laughs> I mean, these are
1: movies. You got to sort of shut it off. Right <laughs> like me in the Marvel film yeah. so go. Well, for it. it's like with the James Bond movies and Austin Powers. You know, they did a good job of kind of poking fun at those. But instead of just killing James Bond, it's always this elaborate. I'm going to tie you to this, and then you're going to slowly drop into the volcano. I'm going to
0: put you. I'm going to put you in a lab yeah. trap and, and, kept,
1: and keep you by an inept guard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if, if we go to the Abdul School of Filmmaking and every movie's 10 minutes long and <laughs> you barely have enough time to eat your popcorn.
0: Yeah, but you get to sing Camptown Races somewhere along the way, so so there yeah. we go. Uh-huh. Our good friend Jake Oakman with us for a few more minutes on the program today. Uh, so, what else is going on at, at the White River State Park these well, days? Well, I've, I've kind of alluded to it a couple times. One of the things I'm excited about, because it is
1: my favorite movie franchise, is our James Bond film series we're doing on Monday nights starting on July 25th, and then each Monday For five weeks after that So six total We're screening one It's the 60th anniversary Of the first Bond film Dr. No So we're going to screen One Bond movie From each actor uh, Starting on the 25th With Goldfinger And Sean Connery After that We'll have Honor Magic Secret Service Which was George Lazenby's Only film The Spy Who Loved Me From Roger Moore The Living Daylights Timothy Dalton The most underrated And underappreciated Bond Pierce Brosnan's Goldeneye, which a lot of people probably remember from the Nintendo 64 game. And then that last guy who just was James Bond allegedly, and Casino Royale. <laughs> <laughs> I am exactly Invincible. A really good movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, Goldeneye was I Am Invincible. And then Casino Royale will be the last. And we'll have specially drinks from Cardinal Spirits. They're going to make some shaken, not stirred martinis for us. Cardinal Spirits out of Bloomington. And uh, we'll probably have an Aston Martin in the uh lobby for people to take a look at. So if you're into sports cars, you're definitely gonna want to come see that.
0: You see, it is interesting that you guys are showing Goldfinger of all movies because I remember uh during the pandemic, uh just you know, you could rent a movie theater with twenty of your friends mm-hmm. and depending on what the movie you went to go see. And just sort of watching Goldfinger on the big screen and just all the the it's it's a very period piece, let's well, put yeah, it that uh-huh. way. And just sort of he's you know I was like, wow. You can, yeah. You do that in the in the lead up. Yeah, I, I think I know what <laughs> you're talking
1: about. Uh, in the lead up to the most recent Bond film, No Time to Die, I I kind of took about a month and sort of rewatched all of them. And they're certainly uh, products of the t- like Blazing Saddles. They're certainly products of the time uh, that they were produced. But uh, you know, you sort of have to go in knowing that some of the humor, or some of the interactions between the characters, probably wouldn't fly today. And uh but just know that I think Goldfinger was made in like sixty three or sixty four or something like that. So it's you know Surely don't expect me to talk, no, Mr. Bond, <laughs> I expect you to die. Yeah, you know strap. Like, <laughs> why not just shoot him? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But That's, then you have a three movie franchise instead of a
0: twenty-five movie sixty year franchise. Uh so in addition to the concerts that you guys do in the movies, uh what else goes on at White River? We do a lot of uh um, event
1: rentals for our event space. So, you know, again, Military Park is part of White River State Park, and we've had uh, a lot of events there. We have a, um, a a brewery fest coming up in the next uh, few days in White River State Park. So I would say outside of the attractions and the concert series, the biggest thing is just special event rentals uh, in the green spaces. And those could be anywhere from 10 people to you know, forty thousand people coming through. We do a lot of five Ks. Again, not a runner, but um, a lot of five Ks originate and end in uh, in White River State Park, and we have a really good route that that people can run, and it's really safe. So, um, those are some of the things outside of the attractions.
0: Now, do you guys do political events, or is a political event sort of a? Hands off. I mean, it's just it's just easier just to not be bothered with with you, whether our R friends or D friends or our L friends or our green we friends.
1: don't really turn—I mean, we have rules and regulations for the park, and we have pricing for the park. And if people abide by the rules and and
0: pay for the event space and it's open, we, we don't uh, turn anyone away. Uh, so what's uh, down the road for— White River. Like I said, we talked about some things coming up, you know, later this summer. Well, what's what's down first of all, what do you guys do in the wintertime? Let me ask you that. Wintertime itself I mean, there's still,
1: you know, the attractions, even the zoo, which is uh, you know, a lot of outdoors obviously, there's still a lot of indoor attractions. So we'll still have IMAX movies, the state museum will be open, the auto Joke will be open. Obviously the amphitheater, the T C U Amphitheater. Um, closes down for the season, but there's still a lot of things indoors to do. And then there's, you know, it's a lot of prep work to build out an event season, to build out a 50-show a concert season. So a lot of
0: that work happens, you know, during the so-called off-season. Um, so uh, any major improvements or remodeling or anything down the road? Because I remember... Because with the budget surplus, you know, the government talked about you know, doing some repairs, like the swine barn out the state fairgrounds. Right. And so, if say, I wonder if anything with White River is on the, on the agenda. Yeah, I mean, it's known that um, there's a there's
1: an expansion in the works that's sort of adjacent to where the Elenco um, headquarters is being built. And that's something that we're starting to work through is the Development Commission. Um, but other than that, I don't want to spoil any surprises. People just have to come out to the park repeatedly and see all the new things uh, <laughs> we have in store. And remember to pay for parking while you're there.
0: Hey, that's the Jake Oakman I remember, with respect. Yeah. I respect. I just park over here at the MS building and just walk over. That's probably I
1: walked here to get so my steps in.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, our guest on the program today, ladies and gentlemen, has been Jake Oakman. Jake is the head of White River State Park. Uh, by the way, what's coming up next week at the White River? Or do you know yet? Next week, we have Nora Jones. We have the Bond
1: movie series starts on the 25th. We have uh, The Market, which a farmer's market at White River State Park is Sunday. Um, so, again, and always feel free to go to wideriverstatepark.org to get the the latest events center at the park.
0: All right. Jake Ogwin, Executive director of White River State Park. Jake, my friend, always good to talk to you. Thanks for stopping by, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me.